Oh my god, there's something lurking outside my shed. Lurking. An unknowable evil. Rustling in the bushes like a peeping schoolboy. They think they've cornered me here. Caught me in a trap of my own making. Ha! The subtle shift in their self is enough to give them away. Their shivering breath. The relentless pumping in their chest loud as a drum kit chucked down the stairs. It's probably another ghost hunter. Helen, back again using my afterlife to make her existence more interesting. Or some neckbeard with a jerry-rigged vacuum who's obsessed with, like, forums about ectoplasm. Or maybe it's Chad. Chad, the man who murdered me. Escaped from prison, ready to avenge himself now that he's been avenged upon. Avenged from? Now that I've avenged myself over him, I guess is how you would say that. Okay, I'm gonna look. I'm slinking towards the window. I'm moving like, like a dragonfly skimming over a pond. Like Angelina Jolie and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Except not because I'm Team Jen. I'm looking. And it's a squirrel. A shifty squirrel? It has a dodgy eyes keeps looking back and forth and holding onto its nuts like it has a secret to keep. It's, well, it's literally just being a squirrel. I really need a new hobby. Hmm. <clears throat> hey, Vicky. Hey, Vicky. Babe. How you doing, babe? You're looking good baby. Honey, you look like, like a cool drink on a hot day. Ugh, no metaphor is not vivid enough. You're like, chunky as sips in a fruit smoothie. Cactus in a desert, all moist. Aphrodite and plether. So, what's up? Okay, so that squirrel's name is Kimberly. She's the first one I met. A real pioneer as far as nut gathering in this area goes. And that's her girlfriend, Jamie. Yes, the squirrel is a lesbian, Vicky, duh. Will you just listen? You haven't even heard of the part about her mom yet. I spent a lot of time on this, you know. This whole endless afterlife thing wouldn't be so bad if I could read right or scratch tally marks into the wall like a prisoner in a B-movie. These girls really need to learn more about the entertainment business because I am tired of craning my neck to watch Fox and Friends at the ranger station. A lot has changed since 2007. Apparently, a black senator from Illinois was president. Now we're at war with Hillary Clinton or something. I don't know. I don't like to get political. I just wish I had my own TV or a copy of The Sims 2 or even a book. Well, at least I can still talk. And talk and talk. Update on the squirrel situation. I think Kimberly and Jamie are done, done, done. Squirreling. <laughs> Seriously, though, Kim's still working on her little acorn hoard, but I haven't seen James in ages. New squirrel, codename Mrs. Squirrel, your girl, 
seems to be honing in. I think she just wants Kim's stash of nuts, which are hidden about four inches below the pile of maple leaves. What a gold digger. Literally. I'm watching Mrs. Squirrel, your girl, now. She's watching Kim, staring at her bushy tail as she goes about her business. What a creep. Huh? Uh, something odd's happening out there. Like, actually odd this time. There's something wrong with the mist. Looks like it's boiling over. Steaming up through the trees, but the color, it's gray. Sort of like a storm cloud. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I do try to avoid being around her you still not sure how i should refer to our mystic overlord i guess the fog monster that was once human but now sucks on the souls of all who enter harding park whatever she slash you is she actually kind of avoids the shed now i guess she knows it's my space the two of us don't exactly get along seeing how i was sacrificed on behalf of her all-powerful whatever but Today, she looks upset. In whatever intangible way she can be upset. She's getting thicker. I can't even see Mrs. Squirrel, your girl, anymore. Oh, there's a streak of silver in the leaves. Ugh, and of course, it's Mina. Vicky's ex, slithering through the foliage with her seven million limbs. Will someone please tell her to stop trying so hard? Weird. There's Sucky, too. Crease in his forehead is rapidly becoming a trench. He's floating along the tree line, looking down. I'm gonna go see what's going on. Sucky? Why are you looking at me like that? Sucky? What's the hunt? The hunt? The hunt. The hunt. Ghosts wriggled out of every crack in those woods. Literally, one girl, Abby, she's a visual artist who died of exposure. I saw her ooze through a knothole like sap. Then there were the ghosts I didn't recognize. Half faded or with their bodies long gone. Just their eyeballs rolling through the grass, seeking something. Something I wanted to. I knew I had to be the one to find it. I could feel the thought pounding in my brain heavy as a dubstep beat. Whatever we were looking for, it was powerful. There's a weight to magic things. A weight we can't usually notice because our own personal mystic monster is just that heavy. She throws the scales off balance. But this thing, it was big enough to tilt the seesaw in its direction. I could feel it like a disturbance in the force. Sidebar, I realize you may be expecting me to be shocked by the existence of this cryptid or whatever, but honestly, I think I'm way past disbelief. At this point, I'm a devotee of pretty much everything from apparitions to the Zodiac. I'm a Cancer, in case you were wondering. The longer I walked, the more ghosts came in to step alongside us. We were a 
silent, silvery river, pushing our way through the trees and stones, leaving no inch of ground unsearched. We approached the old oak where the woman in white lived. She was carefully examining each leaf on her tree. Behind her, Vicky was screaming at the top of her airless lungs. Her face was balled up as tight as her fists. Honestly, she was like vibrating with fury. Cryptids are the original endangered species, she shouted. Take a picture, not trophy. And then she saw me. She perked up, rushing over to where I was scanning boulders for a magical glint. Aya, she said. I looked at her, but clearly the beast we were hunting wasn't hiding in her bell bottom, so I looked away. Hardly recognized her, even though she was wearing her favorite Eve was framed t-shirt. It was like all the parts of me that liked her were scooped out of my brain with a melon baller. The hollow spaces were filled with two words in big red letters. The hunt. The hunt. The hunt. Why do you keep saying the hunt? Vicky asked. She reached for me, but I kept moving, trailing the spirits as we carved a path through the park. The forest broke up as we approached the basketball courts and ghosts started to split accordingly, some re-entering the trees, others spreading across the concrete. Vicky grabbed my arm as hard as she could, which, because of the whole incorporeal thing, kind of felt like getting sprayed by a hose. She started ranting about how evil all this was. Apparently, what with the rapid decline of all private natural spaces, it's almost impossible to be a magical beast in this country. Paradise has been paved over for parking lots and even national parks are crowded with tourists and their cheap drones. You wouldn't think Bigfoot and Mothman wouldn't be sitting around worrying about Google Earth, but it's a real concern. Used to be everyone had their own space. No magical being would have come to Harding, too repelled by her wondrous whatever and her terrifying powers. They know enough to avoid getting soul-sucked. But nowadays, there are no other options. Whether you like our mystic master or not, she's made sure this place stays a pristine chunk of nature. A pristine chunk of nature with a crazy high mortality rate. But still. The other spirits were moving on. Searching the rest of the park's massive grounds. I shook Vicky off. And she gave me her disapproving face, which, for the record, I hadn't seen in a while. It gave me pause. Just for a second. Long enough for me to feel something. Back where we'd been. Back where... The mist stretched the thinnest. There was a spot near the river where the park's boundaries pulled her a little too far. Usually that area felt dull, empty. But today I could feel it sparkling like a split wire. I turned around and Vicky trailed me. Aya, think of the environmental consequences, she wailed. The hunt, I replied. The forest was near empty as we retreated. Even the mist was gone. She must have been traveling with the horde, pulling herself in new directions. I hadn't realized how much she could move when she wanted to. Near the banks of the river, there was a weeping willow. The tree was massive. 
so old that its branches skimmed the ground. I could hardly see the gnarled trunk behind the endless trailing leaves. But there was something about it. Something spooky. I didn't stop to look at Vicky as I faced through the branches. The tree made a dome around me. Dusky as church. I could only see the sky in flashes. Spots of blue caught between two twigs or trapped in the ridges of a leaf. Then I looked at the ground. The cryptid was there, curled around the tree's trunk. I resisted the urge to victory whoop. The monster's top half looked like a horse. It had the same long face and sloping neck. Its eyes were closed, and its gray hide was speckled with white like the sun dappling through the branches. I could see its two front legs curled under its chest. But around the stomach, the horse half ended. Its fur thinned and gave way to a rigid exoskeleton which stretched out behind it like the tail of a snake. Under its massive behind, I could see at least a hundred legs. I shuddered to look at it. I hate all bugs, let alone huge pale gray horse bugs. I mean, this was a freaking horse centipede. A horsepede. Oh, no, centestede. Power emanated from it like heat. I could feel it against my skin, like laying on the beach after you've gone swimming, when you can feel the warmth of the sun drawing you. Next to it, I could almost imagine myself solid. Behind me, Vicky phased through the trees, and the cryptid looked up. It had a white diamond on its gray nose. I wanted to reach out and touch it. Standing in front of it was like standing in front of an oven left open. Warm and kind of scary. It whinnied at us, its hundred legs clicking as it stood. Killing it was the last thing on my mind. And then Vicky screamed. The hunt, she yelled. The hunt. The beast rose, its bug legs whirring, its front hooves pounding against the dirt. It broke through the dangling leaves of the willow tree and began to gallop. Vicky gave chase, but she was moving different. Wrong. She was usually so solid, just her edges blurring into the mist. But now her limbs flickered with movement. Watching her was like tilting one of those holographic baseball cards. The legs go back and forth and back and forth, but the image is still strangely static. I shook my head. There was something about seeing Vicky like that that cleared my mind, or at least replaced my dull need with a sort of rising panic. I chased Vicky as she chased the centestede, still not sure exactly who or what I should be following. We cornered it against the riverbank. Its hundred spindly legs left slots in the mud. Vicky stopped, and her mouth twisted into a grin. Behind us, I could feel the other ghosts coming closer, pressing in. 
The mist must have been clued into our location. If I were going to do something, I had to do it now. I could feel the fog still in my head, pushing me to grab the beast to suck up all the energy it had to offer our mystic mommy. But I could feel me too. And, well, I've always liked horses. I rushed at the Centisteed, dodging Vicky and her clanking combat boots. I reached forward and my fingers skimmed the hard shell of the beast's tail. It was smooth and cool like a river rock. And I guess it actually felt me touching it because its head jerked back to bite me. I went intangible again and shoved my hand down its throat. I can't say it was the best feeling being inside some horse's slimy maw. I'm not even sure exactly why I did it. But it felt like it'd be easier having some sort of grip on the thing. I wrapped my fingers around its tongue, which was like a slab of raw steak. And then I yanked, and out came, well, I'm not sure, its soul? Its energy? It was a thin strip of gold splitting the blue sky. I could see my own fingers through it. And I kept pulling, like one of those dorky magicians with their endless scarves. I looked down at my hands and I recognized them. My skin was smooth and, and brown, with a few moles rising around my forearms like the bark of a tree. I concentrated on that solidity and it moved up to my shoulders, spreading onto my back. The centisteed's legs wrinkled and gave out. The eyes hollowed, lights on a dimmer, and its mouth opened in a final whinny. <laughs> the sound shook something in me, and I let go. The cryptid gasped, its chest heaved. Behind me, Vicky cried out and tried to rush forward to finish what I couldn't. I thought about the power I'd just felt. The power that was still in me now. I focused on my hands and shoved the centisteed right into the river. The push made a sound like a bell against its hollow tail. It thrashed in the water, struggling to stay afloat as the current carried it away. But I couldn't worry about the dangers of drowning. The river was the border of the park. As long as it was above water, it would live. My hold on my hands faded. Or maybe I just overdid it, because my fingers started splitting into a bunch of little branches like a lightning bolt. Power was still sparking up my wrists, leaving pleasurable zaps along my forearms. I looked at Vicky who seemed to have snapped back to her senses. She reached towards me, her eyes strangely hungry, but I guess I shocked her. To me, it just felt like static electricity, but she leapt back, panicked. Other ghosts filtered through the trees, looking mostly confused and occasionally disappointed. A few of them fizzled out fading back into the blue sky, which bummed Vicky out. She knew some of them. Spirits who've been spirits too long, who got bored, 
who let themselves just get eaten away. I couldn't imagine it. I mean, today was awesome. Not to say that I approve of what was clearly mind control on the part of our mystic overlord. I mean, I learned my lesson about possession with the whole Madison mess. Thank you very much. I am totally over being selfish. But that thread I pulled? The zap I got from the centestead? Well, I could get used to that feeling. Plus, now I get to make fun of Vicky for being a total hypocrite. And, well... That's always fun. Overkill is written and directed by me, Leah Haken. Sound is by Juan Giordano, and the voice of Aya is Rebecca Rivera. For more information on all of our projects, please check out at GalPalsPresent on Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr. We're also launching a Patreon where you can find exclusive content on all of Season 2 of Overkill. That is also at Galpals Present. Please join us in two weeks for the next episode of Overkill. In The Hunt Part 2, we'll discover what Madison feels about what's been going on. Thanks, and have a good day. <laughs>